The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. We appreciate you listening to The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. We don't do this podcast because we are former addicts. We don't do this podcast because we have loved ones who have suffered from addiction. We do this podcast because we feel that addiction is one of the biggest problems facing the world today, and that no matter who you are, no matter your religion, no matter your income status, no matter your race, no matter anything about you, addiction affects you. This podcast is a free resource for anybody looking for help with addiction. If you would like to help us in our fight against addiction, go to www.patreon.com slash the addiction podcast 273. That's www dot patreon.com slash the addiction podcast 273 and make a donation of whatever amount you would like. Thank you for supporting us. Hello and welcome to the addiction podcast point of no return. My name is Joni Siegel. I'm the host for this podcast. My husband, Steve Siegel, is co-founder and producer of the podcast. Today's episode is episode number 362. Before I talk to you about who we're going to interview today, I want to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, if you would be so kind, give us a five-star rating so that when people who are in the throes of addiction or have loved ones in the throes of addiction are looking for help, they find us. All of the stories that we tell will resonate with someone. So if you could give us a five-star rating, that would be great. Please also check, up, check out our YouTube channel and subscribe there and give our videos a thumbs up for the same reason. And we do this podcast as a passion project. And if you would like to contribute to the podcast and help us keep it going, you can go to Patreon dot com slash the addiction podcast and make a very small monthly donation if you'd like to support us. Today we're talking to two different ladies. I will probably go back and forth with them. And they both work for an organization called Father Joe's Village. And the mission of Father Joe's Village is to prevent and end homelessness one life at a time. Their values are expressed in their creed, C-R-E-E-D. The foundation of their work, C for compassion, R for respect, E for empathy, E for empowerment, and D for dignity. Now, you might wonder, why are we talking about the homeless? And that is because drug addiction is a huge problem and goes along with homelessness. We're going to be talking today to Jenny Wilkins. She works at substance use. She's a substance. She's a certified substance use disorder counselor with the Father, jo Father Joe's Villages Health Center. Um, that health center is a federally qualified health center which serves the homeless and at-risk homelessness populations in downtown San Diego. She's worked with Father Joe's Villages since August 2019. She's passionate in leading her street health outreach team to assist unsheltered community members take the action needed to improve their lives and in using her skills to build relationships with community members struggling with substance abuse. Jenny provides counseling to those in need, not only within the clinic's walls, but also out on the streets, meeting her clients quite literally where they are at. 
We'll also be talking to Elizabeth Sophie, and Elizabeth serves as one of the physicians on the street health team. She grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania, and she moved out west for college. She attended medical school at Jefferson Medical College in Philadelphia. She completed a residency in family medicine at UC San Diego. She also works doing inpatient palliative care consultations in Chula Vista, where she mostly she serves mostly underserved communities, including our border population. She also volunteers with UC San Diego Medical Student Free Clinic, as well as teaching residents and fellows in her other job. So without further ado, let's talk to both these ladies, find out what they're up to. Let's talk to Jenny Wilkins and Elizabeth Sophie. All right, so I'm excited today. Today I have Jenny Wilkins and I have Elizabeth Sophie, and they both work with Father Joe's Village in San Diego. And who wants to start? Elizabeth, you want to start? Tell us, just tell us about Father Joe's Village and what you guys do there, why it's important. I would love to. Thank you so much for having us. It's such an honor. So um, Jenny and I both work for Father Joe's Villages. Father Joe's is a nonprofit that works mm -hmm. in San Diego as a vital part of the community, both serving, I would say, unhoused folks and people that are kind of marginally housed, so just kind of under-resourced in that department. Um, in addition to kind of having a lot of housing, a lot of resources, we have behavioral health support, we have psychiatry, we have a full medical clinic, which is where I work um, as a physician. But the organization itself actually has multiple parts that are designed to help people kind of from the ground up, not just with a medical problem that they may be experiencing, but kind of thinking about health as the whole person. Um, there's a lot of different resources. Uh, we take care of families. We take care of a lot of different migrant families that are new to the community in San Diego who might not otherwise have resources. And um, as I mentioned, the village itself actually has a lot of um, affordable housing units in it for people in addition to different types of shelters kind of um, scattered throughout. Awesome. Jenny, what part does substance abuse, whether it's alcohol or drugs, and that's pretty much what we focus on, not sugar, sex, gambling, just alcohol or drugs. What it like, what part of that fits into Father Joe's Village and what, like how big a problem is that with the people you're serving? Um, so substance use is quite a big problem with the population we serve. Um, you know, a lot of people are experiencing complex trauma when they're living unhoused um, and drugs and alcohol are used as an escape from those things. Um, you know, it, it, it's sometimes the only reprieve people have from the complex trauma and stress they are experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis. A lot of people using stimulants to stay up at night because they're afraid to sleep. Um, a lot of people are using opioids to just kind of tune out from the reality of their day-to-day -day lives. A lot of people are using alcohol for the same reason. Um, and so it's really actually a normal coping response for a lot of the trauma that our, our population is experiencing out there on the street. So absolutely, that in combination with a poison drug supply, um, substance use is a, is a huge problem. That makes sense to me. Elizabeth, what age range would you say you guys typically deal with? I think from most of the, speaking kind of from a substance use perspective and the folks I see in that realm, I would say 
like 20 to 60 would kind of be the average range. Um, as you might imagine, there's a lot of different resources that are available to certain types of populations. So um, women and children, there are oftentimes more like, I would say, organizations or kind of catchment services that are available. Similarly, with a more elderly population, both either government or non-governmental support is usually more readily available. So a lot of the folks that we're dealing with kind of fall in the middle and we take care of a lot of men just because I think that that's kind of the demographic that is um, be underserved kind of maybe? Out on the street. Yeah. yeah, I would say under um, under resourced. The just the yeah. the services are not as prevalent for that population. That that makes sense. Um, and I'm, the, the, just as a small caveat to that, the life expectancy for uh, folks who are unhoused is uh, significantly less than the general population. So that I think also skews us to having a younger population. Interesting. Um, I just, I'm going to diverge just for a second because um, my husband and I met with a gentleman who works with his wife and they're doing a documentary on the homeless. And he brought up a point about, you know, like teens being homeless and how sometimes it's because they have a really bad situation in their house. You know, it might not be addiction. We know that oftentimes people who, who are addicted or who have substance use problems, they, you know, they end up homeless because they've used all their money, but also that they're, um, but this fellow was pointing out that there's a percentage of young people who have such a bad situation at home that they run away and they end up homeless. Do you see that as well? Absolutely. I have a client that the street health team has been working with. He is, we don't even know how old he is. We know he is a minor, but he uses so many different aliases and social security numbers that we really haven't narrowed down exactly who he is and how old he is. Sometimes the hardest thing about getting someone into recovery is getting them to agree to treatment. Bobby Newman, a certified drug counselor with 30 years experience and an over 85% success rate as an interventionist, has created a series of 12 videos that you can use right now to learn every step to get your loved one to agree to treatment. Call 866-989-4499 today and say the word podcast to get a 10% discount or go to newmaninterventions.com and type in the word podcast for a 10% discount. This service comes with a free one-hour consultation with Bobby. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This is only a taste of our full conversation. If you would like to hear the complete podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash the addiction podcast and sign up with a very small monthly donation.